Internet. The final frontier. These are the MP3s of the podcast Board Shenanigans. It's five-year mission to explore strange new topics, to seek out new curse words and conversation digression, to boldly go where no one as unimportant as us has gone before. Hey everybody, and welcome to another week of board shenanigans. As always, I, I am joined by ev- everyone's favorite green, green-blooded, pointy-eared hobgoblin, Reverend Ryan Brewer. And I am joined by Cody Jeems, which hopefully the resulting torrential flood of his illogic will be most entertaining. And yes, we, we have to come before you with Star Wars... That was a fucking mistake. It was. <clears throat> you you are you are about as far off as possible there. I was. <laughs> it's like so yeah. Someone so yes, someone greatly become... from Pride and Prejudice has died. I mean, how much more wrong could you be? <laughs> I'm so upset about it that I can't even remember his importance to what sci-fi he represented. I can't nay his impact on culture, nay on humanity. I was so upset. I just mixed it up. Ah, is, well, I I guess you'll you could be forgiven. Everybody gets one. Yeah, that was a bad one, too. That was a really bad one. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> like, the just the distaste in your voice. It's really apparent. It's kind of funny. Oh, I mean, come on. I mean, I, I feel embarrassed for you. It's recorded, and we can never remove it from this conversation. I know, right? We've dwelled on it far too long now that we have to we have to use it in the show. It's not like we could have easily done a take two on that. Well, should we do a no, take no, two? No, no, no. Do you want to? We can. The better question I, I, is, if we do a take two, do you think I'm just going to end up using both of these takes? I never know what you're going to do. Just whatever way, whatever way makes me sound sound the worst, which, first world problems. I know, right? And, like, oh man. No, my man. podcast makes me sound stupid. Oh, my co-host, is, the co-host and editor's kind of a jerk to me sometimes. Yeah, yeah that's totally how that came off. Yeah, well, um, I guess proceed with your ho- hopeful less failures. So, as you've listened to me fail, you know who didn't fail? Until his <laughs> until his body failed him, Leonard Nimoy. Ah, oh, yes. Yes, we, we 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 come before you with the sad, sad news that Leonard Nimoy has has passed into the into the great abyss of space and time. So that was that was a uh, rough and depressing day around the BS Studios. Yeah, I mean, I, the only thing I could think of, you know, is how how cold and lonely it'll be in that torpedo tube. And the last thing you'll hear is Scotty's bagpipes. I really hope at the funeral they play bagpipes like that. Like, I, honestly, why don't they just do that? Can, like, Spock's death scene, can they just do that? I mean, would that be a dishonor to the man? I don't think it would. I, I don't know. I mean, especially since, you know, well, ooh, there's only one problem. DeForest Kelly died many years ago. Who has Litter Nemo's Contra? Like, oh, good point. Like, like, obviously it wasn't William Shatner because they were separated by glass. They, they couldn't touch. So, so who do you think has it? I mean, there's just, there's so few... That could carry it? It's maybe Ohura? You think you think Nichelle Nichols still has it? You think that's something she would have? I, I think so, you know. I mean, they, I they know in the new in, movie... They had a thing in the Mirror Universe. Yeah, I was about to say, in the new movies, you know that they, uh, they sure tried to give... Spock tried to give her the old cadre, which was lame. It, it was. It, we don't like the new Star Trek movies. I know we bitched about it 400,000 fucking times, but just get used to it, Internet. We're gonna keep talking about it. It's our show. It is. And and we can bitch about what we want to, and when we want to. And you just have to listen to it. You have no choice in the matter. (laughs) Board shenanigans, it's a lot like Clockwork Orange, except for we clamp your ears open. 
That's right, we are the podcast podcast monopoly and dictatorship. The only podcast on the internet. No other podcast shall be downloaded. No other podcast shall be spoken about. No other podcast shall be listened to. You will. Dorch <laughs> Shenanigans is always watching you. We're just like Big Brother, except instead of watch you, you listen to us. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> In Soviet Russia, you listen to Big Brother? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh. As long as you had a maniacal well, laugh at the end of something, it's obviously okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. But speaking uh, of maniacal laughs, um, Spock didn't have one. No, no. No, he didn't. He didn't. And So we know that all of, all of nerddom and the sci-fi community is, like, really depressed about this, and rightfully so. I mean, Leonard Nimoy was a hell of a person. He did a lot of charitable work. He had a hell of, he had a long, long fucking acting career. He did all kinds of inspirational speaking. He was like an accomplished photographer. He, he wrote, he wrote po- poetry. I mean, he, he did a lot of stuff. The man, he, he literally, did like, he even had a great recording career. Um, <laughs> that that's that's right. With without without, without the likes of uh, the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> I'm so watching this now. Brewer just sent me the link, and I'm watching it. I don't care. Middle of the earth and the land of Shire, the great little bobbit that we all admire. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, it's it's. <laughs> I don't know what the strangest part of this video is. I uh, I don't know, man. There's the dance. That's kind of hard to. Which one? <laughs> exactly. Which, for those of you not privy, what you need to do is you need to go and look up Leonard. Go D-Boy, to the show the notes. Of, uh, you'll find uh, it there for sure. The uh, Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. It's uh, it is everything that is good about the internet and everything that is really good about YouTube. It, that this was saved for posterity. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. Um. Now talk about the. You know, the bravest man I've ever seen. Uh, Litter Nimoy shows his, his courage here with this video. And I mean, I guess you could, you know, put some of it off on like, well, it was the 60s. You could put a little bit of it there. That's only so good for so far. I mean, the things this man does. Uh, just, the, oh god, it's been so long since I've seen this video. There is so much strange in this video. I, uh, the things getting thrown up behind the rock is that's pretty hard to go away from. There's just something about it, like like the how how straight he plays this in the creepiest what what is just creepy seeing him smile because especially because he still looks like Spock at this point. Well, actually, not only does he look like Spock, I mean he he has Spock hair still, and then the ladies are running around in and, and giant Vulcan ears, like the fakest Vulcan ears you've ever seen. It's a, uh, oh god, is it a, uh, it, it's, I don't know which I prefer, that or a Rocket Man, Shatner's Rocket Man. I mean, I guess- Oh god, that's, that's, you can't make me choose, <laughs> I don't want to live in a world where I have to choose. Because, I, there's a complete difference in your, like, and yet how sane they are, because they, they both play them like, this is fucking awesome. But I, I, I feel something about Litter Nimoy has to know, like, no, this is a, <laughs> look, I know what I'm doing here. Even then, like, people had to know what, what was going on, right? Like, to me, watching this, this is, this is Wiggles level of, or like, uh, Teletubbies style. Like, it's almost like it's had to be aimed at kids, right? This had to be like a folk song for kids, right? Well, I mean, I don't see it being played in the clubs, if that's the question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I don't see people, you know, I, I don't- Yeah! 
Oh, what? It's DJ Whatnots, and he's here to play the Little Nemoy does the Bilbo Baggins remix. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not like, you know, they're, you know people are rolling <laughs> cigarettes up in their sleeves and, 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 and popping their collars and, and greasing their hair, like snapping their fingers to this. No, I don't think that, but, you know. <laughs> Wouldn't a lounge version of this be amazing, though? <laughs> like, 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 fucking Sinatra-style lounge singer of this. Like, <laughs> oh, you. I mean, the the only thing I feel that can, can match the level of, of crazy here is, um, well, in fact, you know, everyone's second favorite place where, where Leonard Nimoy performs music, uh, the Space Hippie episode, when he's stepping into Eden, and he plays the liar, Space Liar. You know, it's almost a companion piece to that, I feel. Which, now you're probably gonna look yeah. up, aren't you? <laughs> no, I actually feel like I should probably talk to you on this episode as opposed to looking up things on the internet. Oh, well, um, that's a change. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, you know, new new times, new things. So, I guess, since... I, kind of one of the things I kind of I wanted to talk about a little bit with Leonard Nimoy was a few of the things that I just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that he did. I mean, obviously, you can't mention the guy without mentioning Star Trek. I mean, he is one and the same. Like, he is... He's so much of Star Trek. I mean, him and Shatner and Gene Roddenberry and the original cast, that's hand-in-hand. You, you can't not not think of them, but... So kind of going with that, I was I was I went through and I, I watched I watched chunks and actually wound up watching more actual episodes of Star Trek than I intended to for this. I called it research though. Oh, is that um, what it was? Yes, uh, research. Yeah, that yeah, that's that's what I called it. I, I'm currently but, um, in the midst of ordering some research for uh, a follow up on the Auto Blue Two story. Yeah, yeah. Oh yes, yes. Well, that, that's what it's let me know how that let me, let me know how that research science. turns out. Yeah, like well, I mean, it's a key appliance for your home. <laughs> um, but one of the couple of the cool things I I was trying to do was like okay what are you know there's everybody knows the the, the Spock status quo everybody knows they're all most illogical and they'll live long and prosper and that stuff and I was like well you know if if I was trying to explain this I guess to my wife because that was the way I looked at it because she's not a Star Trek fan at all um, I'll help you drop the divorce papers. <laughs> But anyway, I was like, so say I wanted to explain the significance to him. What would be a few episodes or a few things to show what he did that were so that were so important to the character? And I mean, I, I think obviously, obviously, you have to throw Wrath of Khan in there. I feel like that's that's such a gateway into Star Trek to me. I, I feel like it's really hard to not gateway someone in with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um. But but the one like I was just trying to go strictly off the original series. So kind of my picks were uh, the Amok, the Amok Time episode, which if all of y'all have haven't seen it, it's it's the probably the most parodied episode where Spock has to go back to Planet Vulcan for Ponfar, where you know ba- basically Spock has to get busy. He gets angry, horny, and he has to go get busy. And in amongst that, he winds up fighting Captain Kirk because he's in an angry, horny state. Well, um, well and, and, and because you know the ladies are are apparently conniving political agents there. <laughs> I mean, grant, granted, Gene Roddenberry's like tale with the subtext is considerably better than my summary, but yeah. as all as all listeners of the show have learned, my summaries th- of things are terrible. But yeah, and, I, <laughs> and you know, I'm sure none of Gene Roddenberry's subtext has anything to do with you know uh, Nurse Chapel being his wife and um, Uhura being his mistress. But you know, literally on the same ship. <laughs> but anyway, so. 
that that that's a really really good episode because that's the first episode where you see the live long and prosper. That's the first episode where you see the the Vulcan hand sign. You actually get to see Vulcan, which that is the only episode you get to see Vulcan in, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. And you get you get a you get a lot of what makes him up, makes him up as a person. The dynamic that he has to has to deal with with being you know half Vulcan half human. You get to see a lot of that in that episode, and I feel like that that's a very very good episode that shows what makes him important. What makes him a key character and just even so far as taking it back to the time frame of you hadn't seen a character like that really so seeing somebody with that kind of internal conflict it, that i felt like that's a that's a really good microcosm of it and then the other episode that i thought really highlighted that and i'm cheating because it's a two-parter episode or if you want to fight with me and say it's a one ep- one episode whatever you want to do but the menagerie episode uh See, I, I think see, that... I'm going to go with it being a two-parter because you know technically the the menagerie you know is uh is is a separate little bit you know it's just the it's the pre-pilot so it was you know never aired until after the fact and it was just you know cut into two pieces later so okay but anyway so I, I guess like it's the non-canon does... version right I feel like that's another one that really does a good thing to show show Spock to show who he is. Uh, you start to see that relationship with Kirk and the rest of the crew. That, that's that's some of those things I, I really feel like were important with that. But the cool thing, and, and that's that's one of the things whenever you talk about somebody like Leonard Nimoy, he was such a cultural icon that those don't just come up every day. I mean, there's people that are associated with shows and movies and whatnot that, that'll, that'll forever be associated with that. But very rarely, I mean, very rarely do you have someone who comes along and really grabs the audience and grabs a fan base and identifies with people in a way, in a way that he did as that character. And that's one of those things that I, I feel like so important and that might get lost in the tropes and in, in the things for people who really aren't that big of fans. I mean, you, you like, oh yeah, that, look at his silly eyebrows. That's, he's not just silly eyebrows. Yeah. Right. He, he's, there's so much to that character and he was such a good character and he was so easy to identify with. I mean, it's, I, I, I don't know. I don't really, I have trouble putting it into words on like the significance that this guy had and to how many people this guy had significance to and how many generations. Because, I mean, basically a Star Trek fan is always passes that on to their kids. I mean, this is, I mean, this is like the Brothers Grimm almost level of here's the character that we, and here's the stories that we can pass with our kids. So there's a lot of cultural significance to somebody. And, and for that person to be alive in our time and to have produced something like that, I mean, we were privileged to be around him more than anything. You know, not not only not only just myself, but I mean, there's there's countless of people you know that have out there that have been like, you know, well, why why are you a skeptic? Well, because you know Spock said to be. He said, well, look, this is illogical. I mean, come on, look at this. You know, they're they're confronted with something that is obviously you know you know on the surface looks crazy, and he's like, oh, let me show you exactly what the truth here is. You know, or well, let's let's think this through. You know, what should we do in this situation? And he used his, you know, he used his giant brain to solve problems and and his what? fingers a little bit in the spockoscope don't forget the spockoscope <laughs> oh yes and it, well and occasionally he had to put his bluetooth in don't That's forget it. one thing i always i i always identified with this character as and yes i'm about to pull up the pull up the high school story but i don't give a shit I feel I feel like he was a very good character and an easy to identify character because in general, for someone who felt like an outsider, he was obviously an outsider and did his and made his own way in a world or in a you know in a group 
that wasn't necessarily wasn't necessarily as I mean because he, he wasn't really accepted by his own people completely and he wasn't really accepted in among in amongst the crew members completely and he had to kind of work for that and you always felt you always felt that he he maintained his own he had a ballast to maintain his to maintain his own identity the matter and, and made friends because of that so Spock's a great example of be who you are and don't don't let other people change you believe what you believe I mean he was just he was a great character and to portray someone like that as well as he did and as many times as he did I mean of course people are gonna latch on to that yeah I mean not only that you know all that you know hardship that he had to you know endure with that he also held two jobs on the enterprise don't forget he was the chief science officer and the second command. So in other words, to put it in next generation context, if you want, he was doing Riker's and Data's job. Exactly. I mean, so. we've, all, we've all been there, surrounded by assholes that don't get you and you're doing twice as much work. Spock's a hero for the working man. Yeah, exactly. Spock's there for you, all you smart children who are stuck in class, having to end up doing writing the report and doing the PowerPoint and producing the, you know, the, the whatever. While the other Sp- people sit back and, you know, look pretty and hold things up for you. Spock knows your pain. Spock knows the pain of whenever you're assigned to a group assignment and you're the one that has to write the report and the one that has to give the oral speech because nobody else came prepared and they were way too busy worrying about who was dating who and who was doing what with prom and with what. We Spock understood that and understood that. Not only that, he was he was a great political leader as well because he knew the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Or the one. Kind of stepping away from the Star Trek for just a minute here. A few of the other things that I guess people weren't 100... Like, he obviously, like, Leonard Nimoy, I mean, you can go look up his IMDb if you want to. So I mean, we won't read that to you, you, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's no need to, but... He, like, one, he, the amount of voiceover stuff he did was really, really cool. The amount of, I mean, he, he was definitely one of those, like, I follow my own, my own privies and do what I want to, and I, I, I enjoy that. I think that's a really cool thing of, even, even, okay, like, some people would take it as, oh, I was a character on a cheesy sci-fi show. And then other people would take it as, like, I'm an artist, I'm an actor, I did that, and I also have other means of art that I enjoy. And that's another, that's the thing I really, really enjoyed about him. Cause I mean, he was a really accomplished speaker. Uh, one of the cooler things, I know he did, he does all, he did all kinds of humanitarian type work. And he was huge, huge with the, uh, like with, uh, al- alcohol abuse as far, as far as like getting people to help get over that. Because he was an alcoholic for a large portion of his life. And that was one of, that was one of his big, his big sacred cows was to help people get beyond that crutch. Which is always really cool whenever somebody takes, like, like their own vice and conquers it and then hey I'm going to help other people conquer that same vice I mean you you can't really argue with that plus is like the photography thing he does which is really really cool as far as you know it, it, we we joke about it like we're going <laughs> to yeah, joke about it yeah cuz you know it's it's strange but you know it shows he's like this is what interests me I like taking pictures of of old naked jewish ladies <laughs> Right, and so and that that on the surface comes off as weird, but it's such a good state. And like going and looking, it's very at the like pictures, like beatnik esque or something like that. Yeah, it, it's very it's very much like beauty is what you make it, and it you know you don't have to conform to what society says is beautiful, and you know because the human body is amazing, and that's just a really cool way. I mean, the guy that played Spock, this guy was on a paper mache spaceship, is also the same guy that's making statements like that. 
I mean, this guy was a full-fledged 100% artist. Like, there was, they, they don't make them like this. They don't just come off the assembly line like this. Oh, plus, you know the whole Mission Impossible thing? Yeah, he was the star of the original show. There's that, too. Yeah. So. And, and don't forget, I mean, come on, you know, Three Men and a Baby. I mean, everyone's greatest favorite movie of his, right? <laughs> That's not a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's not. But yeah, he directed that, and you know, along but, with you know, <laughs> other things. Um. Uh, but like one of my favorite things he did, and of course, was he he did write a lot of poetry. And actually, one of the cooler things is he has a online online poetry blog where he updated it uh, so, semi regularly. I mean, which is kind of cool. Um, but I, I enjoy I enjoy that. There's a few collections of his, but. I just, I like it, I obviously, as I'm the poetry fan. So, I was going through and kind of kind of trying to find something that I, I that really kind of worked in this particular situation. And so, one of the ones I found, uh, it's called, it's called Pictures of You. You're surrounded by pictures of you. Here you are, so young and handsome. Here you are, with a wife or two. Here you are, so happy and then some. Surrounded by pictures of you. Your walls are covered, no more space. Too bad, you're such a pretty face. And so adored, do you ever get bored looking at pictures of you? You're hit with the spotlight from above, with your your fans are screaming words of love. You are so busy, don't you get dizzy looking at pictures of you. I really, really liked that just because I thought it was someone who kind of took their fame and their fandom in really good stride. Yeah, because, you know, I th- he, he obviously went through that little phase there that, that you know, a, a lot of people do after the big hit thing. You know, he the whole, you know, I am not Spock stage. That he then he was like, you know what, I was being a dick. I, I see why that's, you know, hey, look, people look up to this character not just because they like the show, but because they like what he represents. And, you know, they like me for this, you know, and then and turned it around. But, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that's one of those stages, like, whenever somebody has that level of is adoration, it's probably, there's definitely that adjustment period. And I, I can see, I can see where that would be difficult. But, I mean, that was the thing that's hard to argue about him, is he's so earnest, and he owned it. It was like, I'm not Spock. And then the next book he writes about I'm his Spock. life is up. I'm Spock. Yep, yeah, no, I'm totally Spock. That's me. <laughs> I, I don't know how I... How I could have been so stupid! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just it's a hard thing to not to not love and identify somebody like that. I mean, he was just so charismatic, and I mean, come on, the voice of Galvatron from the Transformers movies, come on. Yeah, and you know, he didn't just he spoke to everybody. You know, not only did he speak, you know, to the downtrodden kid or the or the political activist or you know the 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 person yearning for intellect. He he also spoke. You know, to the, to the crazies out there, to the people living on the fringe, with with his you know cosmos for conspiracy theorists show in search of, which is still a lot of fun to watch old episodes of, because of how just how compellingly and like you know what, sure I'm gonna sell this script. They are like, look at look at Nessie down there in the water. Some people say it doesn't exist. You know, well, and some like, people say there's a hairy man that roams the forests. But I mean, literally, just with civilization, haven't you listened to his voice more than more well, than you care to admit? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, yeah, in civilization, yeah, he did the voice in civilization, he did all the, all the quotes in that. Um, hell, back in high school when we were doing, in, in Latin class, he, he was narrating some documentary we were watching in there about Rome, I mean, which that's something he did a lot of, was narrating of documentaries of things. And, um, I couldn't tell you really other what it was about other than Rome, and, and Spock was saying it to us. I mean, he literally had one of the absolute most enjoyable voices to listen to I've ever heard. It, 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 
I don't know. I don't know that it exists, but I would love to hear to have heard. Maybe maybe it does, but just him read like him read Shakespeare or ooh, I don't ooh, know. There's got to be. Yeah, it's got to exist out there somewhere. Yeah. I mean, like him do the speech from King Lear. Come on. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously William Shatner did that. I don't know. I mean, you would you would think he would have, you know, as because they were in that war for a little while there of like who could, I guess who could do the strangest things or something, or you know, right. every time one of them would do something, the other one would do it then. Or hell, even back you know, when with he was even like you know for a while there on the Price Light commercials with him, which that, I, I I that was a great commercial. Yeah, those those little great. runs where where he was trying yeah. to take over. Yeah. Oh. Um. Plus, wasn't he in a Brave New? Didn't he like do a Brave New World book on tape or something? No, but yeah, now that you mentioned that, he, I think he was in, it was, he, yeah, he might have been in the Brave New World movie, or one of them. I think it might have been more than one, um, which I've only seen once and I keep trying to find. Um, well, hell, it but, came out in 98, apparently. Um, look, I found it. <laughs> I have, I've been searching for years! Well, I mean, I haven't years. found it a watch yet, but, you know, I found it. I mean, I knew it was Brave New World and I knew it was him in it, yeah. Um, it was apparently a made-for-TV movie, so that could also be part of the reason, um, and wow, was that a 1998 cover for it? Don't you love it when you see something and you're like, wow, that is dated, that is firmly within the time of its release date. Not anywhere before or after. Yeah, I don't know if I like it. Sometimes yes, sometimes no, I think. Uh. Um, and of course he played the bad guy in it. Um, which which has a lot of great lines. Ooh, that's a good point. I just thought about that. I was like, man, I need to see this again. Which I guess I guess what we're saying to all of you out there with really enjoyable speaking voices, your James Earl Joneses, your William Shatners, your Morgan Freemanses, could y'all please narrate as many classic books from literature as possible before you die? I mean, I know that you all got a lot on your plate, but I implore you, please narrate them, because not only will it help educate the children, but it would be so enjoyable for all of us to have someone li- someone to listen to like you, because y'all have your your buttery voices are just music to our ears. Ah, yes. Butter in our ears. <laughs> you... Uh, you don't you don't like my ear butter? You don't you don't like it when I talk about my ear butter? I, I would prefer you not to. Yes, you we've all been there. A little lonely Saturday night, no date, no no woman around. Get it, reach for the old ear butter, and then oh, oh, is it a is it a romantic night from that point on? Oh yes, indeed. Light a candle or two. <laughs> I don't know what I'm implying with ear butter. I don't know if I'm implying like you put ear butter on your dick or if you're fucking your own ear. I don't know what I'm implying, but I just like the way it sounds. You know, I was really curious myself. Like, so what does ear butter do? Like, how does ear butter turn someone on? Like, is it, is it, fuck, I don't know. Like, well, I know you can't believe it's not butter. Boo! <laughs> How dare you bring that? Is that even around anymore? I, I don't even know. It is, but I, I feel, I can't believe it's not a butter joke, is appropriate only when it can be done amazingly well. Because I, I feel it's been played to, to bits now. What's next? A Grey Poupon joke? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh. Like, oh, come. Because <laughs> see, the problem with a, a Grey Poupon joke is not only are you reaching back to something that's been done a lot, you're reaching back you know, to like, hey, look, a, a joke for 13-year-olds that's been done a lot. Oh, right, yeah. Like, what's next? Oh, where's the beef? Uh, where's the beef thing? I don't know anymore. I think that's as far back as I can go. <laughs> hey, Cody, do you know who's in Grant's tomb? 
<laughs> Grant. <laughs> oh, every time with that. Oh. <laughs> you know, the, you're the oh, only one that's it, made a, that I can, that's, is, that's is ever laughed at who's a Grant's tomb joke. <laughs> is it the same guy that rides Grant's white horse or what color was Grant's white horse? Isn't that one of them? I don't think so. I thought it was like, what color is Grant's white horse? Well, if it is, it's I bad. Know. And you should feel bad for even knowing that it's a variant of it. Oh, here, here I'm, I'm Brewer with my whatever, fuck it. <laughs> Are you going to try to defend that now? <laughs> I was, and then I realized halfway through, I don't care, nor do I care what you think of me, so really, I'm just, meh. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, I don't even know if Grant had a white horse, for that matter. I think it might be, <laughs> might not even be factually sound. <laughs> the story's full of holes everywhere. There, there's they, this, this little fallacies and... In logic, this is the most anachronistic story ever told. Yes, yes it is. Grant didn't ride a horse. What are you talking about? He traveled to the future once and got a hovercraft. I wonder why there is any time-traveling Grant stories. Do do actually, do I, I really wonder that? I think you might be the first one. <laughs> what historical figure would you like to see time travel that doesn't normally time travel? I've just always wanted somebody to make, like, a really obvious Paul Revere, the British are coming sex joke. Like, I've just always wanted that in some in some way. I don't exactly know how. Like, I don't know if it'd be like he's outside of a British whorehouse, and he's like, the British are coming, the British are coming! And, like, the guy inside's like, how'd they know? But, I don't know. That wasn't really the question I asked, but, but I'm happy with the answer, I guess. <laughs> Boy shenanigans, you ask the questions, we change the answer. <laughs> Happiness may vary. Maybe we should start giving answers first and try to fix fit questions to them. It's a Jeopardy podcast, yes. I think we would be in Jeopardy if we if we did that, huh? Yeah, let's let's not. Uh, uh, hey, man. Yes. I I saw a crazy thing happen today. Did you have? I'm going to tell you about it, and then I want to know hear your response of something equally as crazy. Oh, I'll see if I have something so, equally as crazy. As this is the first time you've ever heard this story before, and you were not listening to me whenever it happened in real life. So, there there I sat. Charlie all around By you. myself, not not talking to Brewer on the phone at all. And I was, waiting, I was waiting on the bank to open. And across the way is a Walgreens parking lot, right? And I'm just, like, sitting there, whatever. And the this, most cunning I'm, of all I'm parking there. lots. Yes, there it was. You never know. Might sneak up on you. Lines might change. There's only one way in and out. But anyway, the, uh... I'm sitting there, and I'm just kind of like, I'm just kind of like minding my own business or whatever. And then this this car pulls up in the parking lot across across the there's, there's a grass there's a little bit of grass. And this parking lot pulls up in the, across the way, and I'm like, I don't, I don't pay any attention to it. Well, the door opens and a box falls out. And like when I say a box, I'm not talking like a little like letter box. I'm talking like something that a TV or something comes in, like a big box comes like just falls like, out. Like like and, a big box. And now is this like a sexual window? Like are you telling me like a, a fat pussy came out? And by fat pussy, I don't mean Garfield. Uh, <laughs> None of those, actually. It was, uh, it was simply just a, a box, and, like, so, and it fell out, and, like, shit went everywhere, but it was, like, little round ball. I thought it was marbles. I literally thought somebody lost <laughs> their marbles someone in lost front their of marbles me. in the middle of Like, I, I, I so, I was like, what the hell, because these little round balls are rolling everywhere, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And I, I literally, like, I thought someone lost their marbles, and I'm like, like oh, what the fuck? And... This lady gets out of the car and, like, takes the box and then puts it back in the car, gets in and drives away. And I'm like, I just can't let this stand. I've got to go look and see. 
So I go, I drive over there, and I like I look out of the car, I like roll the window down, I look out of the car, and it's just like maybe gobstoppers or like some like those little little round candies that you know about the size of a marble, and they're just scattered everywhere, and a lot of them are broken and shit, and. I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, well, this just raises further questions. Like, like, so you're, so you're like, talking like, like a box filled with loose gobstoppers, like, like, yes, like, like a, like a, like a two foot by two foot by two foot box filled with gobstoppers. Yes. Like, 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 like was, someone there, wanted to like there, p- pull a, pull a Scrooge McDuck and swim in gobstoppers. Like it was Willy Wonka's wife. Is that what you're telling me? I guess. I mean, they were like the cheap, I think they were the cheap knockoff gobstoppers. I don't know. I didn't pick one up and taste well, it or anything. Well, you should have. But, I, but I, I was looking at it and I was like, what the, this just, and why would the box be in the lady's lap when she opened the door and fell out? Like, where was that being stored? And. <laughs> Like, or was there so many boxes of loose gobstoppers in her car, there was nowhere else <laughs> like to put Like, there was it? no room? I mean, <laughs> like, and, like, so she had to hold it in her lap, and then when the door opened, it, and, like, And she was just, out. like, and she was also the Three Stooges bit and didn't realize standing up with a box on her, <laughs> on her lap would make one fall? I, well, well, no, like, the, when the door opened, like, the box fell out, and then she got out. So I don't know, like, it had to, I don't know, I don't know what kind of precarious And then she decided that she was so was... embarrassed that her gobstoppers fell, she had to leave. <laughs> right, yeah. Or did she have to go get more gobstoppers? Like, oh god, the queen was waiting for these gobstoppers. <laughs> right, I have to go replenish this box. I, I don't know. Like, I, there's like no, like, that, that drive across there, like, literally just nothing was answered. It just raised more questions. And I was like, alright, well, okay then. I've, I've got content for the show now. I, I, are you, are you saying the gobstoppers sit- started your gobbing? They did. They didn't stop it at all. They started. Which no, I think the we covered this already. The Gobstoppers called and was pretty self-explanatory. I sure tried to piggyback on that joke, and I didn't. <laughs> you, like you know, they're Gobstoppers. They're go- you Gobstoppers. Gobstoppers. You know, they they stop yeah, yeah, and they stop. Like they Gobstopper, gobstopper you, know, you put it in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Like, Rolls around. They change flavors. Yeah, yeah, oh, they say taste. they're everlasting. They're everlasting. But they, they, you they, you know, they do. They have a last. Willy Wonka. You know. Oh God. Is it raining? Is it snowing? Is a hurricane above? Oh, I mean, come on, like, oh, you try to steal one? What the hell's like, with that? Like, like a fell, and like then you have to burp, and, 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 and it, people hate you. I'm like, oh, look, tube, the creepy guy, he's gonna race the kid in the elevator, and I don't even know what this is about. The big blueberry, and, like, they roll her out, and then they have to take her to the de-juicing room or whatever. Yeah, no, gobstoppers. And the snozberries taste like snozberries. How much of Willy Wonka's plot do you think we got in I think we got pretty much all of it. Yeah, I think so. You know... Because I'm going to completely, you know, side sidestep your entire point for telling the story because that seemed, you did that with my question, so fuck you. Uh, <laughs> how good of a movie actually is Willy Wonka? It, uh, like, would it hold up? Would we like it if we watched it now? I don't know, because, you know, it, it, do we only know it because we've seen it so many times as a kid? Because it was like, hey, look, it's time to show the kids a movie. I don't know, Willy, it was either Willy Wonka or Mary Poppins. Which one are you going to show them today? I, man, I don't know, because I haven't seen it in so long, but... I. I know, I, I guess my only caveats is I saw the remake and I really did not like it, like, at all. Yeah. There was very, very little I enjoyed about it. And then I just, like, made me want to watch the original, but I don't know that I've seen it since then. Yeah, I'm, I'm really trying to think, you know, I mean, occasionally you'll run a clop across a, a clip of it on the internet and, uh, you know, to make somebody's point about something. Um, right. Because, obviously, if you can win an argument using using Willy Wonka as, as, as supporting evidence, then obviously you're gonna win. I mean, yeah, like, 
who who could argue with an argument that's exactly strong. yeah let's <laughs> you know I, I in my mind i particularly imagine the digitizing chocolate being um not holding up at, well at all out of all of the scenes and not just because of the the technological limitations of digitizing chocolate like then compared to the compared to you know, how how much strides we have made in the digitizing of chocolate um but just something about that scene in particular i feel doesn't isn't gonna hold up and i don't know why uh- I, I'm going to go ahead and say it holds up, and I'm going to strictly hinge this on how good of an actor Gene Wilder is, and how good he, how much I enjoy him, because I literally, I don't know that I've ever seen him in something where I didn't really like him, but, I mean, him from, you know, to Young young Frankenstein to Stir Crazy to See No Evil, Hear No Evil, like, I just really enjoy that guy's work. So, I'm going to go ahead and say it will hold up, just because of him. Um... Now, now, if Mary Poppins thing, and, and and Willy Wonka got in a fight, who would win? Oh, Willy Wonka would have her ass. You think so? I'm, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, freaking, I know Mary Poppins has, like, witches and can clean rooms quick and, like, can talk can talk in a fake accent. I get oh, all Oh, yeah, those she has things, a magical bag of tricks. But I guess so does Felix the cat. Um, I mean, at that point, I mean, at that point, though, like, Willy Wonka has an entire factory of, like, you know, various shenanigans. And I, I look well, at... you know, but, but she can, you know, transport you into a, in a, to a chalk drawing. So, I mean, if nothing else, what, what if she, like, traps him in, in some sort of, like, magical chalk glyphs? And then, you know... Oh, God, Dick Van Dyke's atrocious cockney accent! Get me out of here! It's mad mean! <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, you I... know, she, she don't forget, you know, where, where you know, um... Willy Wonka has an army of, of, of orange, you know, slave labor, cloned slave labor. Um, she has an army of chimney sweeps, and... But see, I, I just take it that... <laughs> I, I, take Willy, I take it with Willy Wonka probably just doesn't... Like, he doesn't strike me as the guy of, like, oh, I want to rumble. Like, he just, like, fuck it, if we're going to fight, I'm going to end it quick. So I think he'd, like, straight up, like, just cap the bitch. Like, I'd like, be, I'd like, be, like what, he'd, you know, he'd she... walk out and trip and then, like, spin around and his cane would be a shotgun and just blasters? Just... Yeah, totally. That's what I think. I think he'd just straight up shoot her or he'd be a sword in there and he'd, like, like he'd cut her head off and he's, like, holding the head up, like, you know, like, you know, look at me now. Now, I, now, I, I, just... I feel, though, we're, we're missing the, the key point of the fact of, you know, well, sure, Willy Wonka's got, you know, the Wonka Veda that can go in all directions. But, you know, that, that obviously has to run on some, you know, source of power. Now, I, I, I feel that as far as, you know, the umbrella goes, I mean, one, if... If, if it can hold up to that much, you know, you know, wind pressure and, and aerodynamic forces, I feel it's probably sturdy enough to to stop a bullet. So I feel she's got, you know, you know, where where he may have a cane with a, with a sword and, and a shotgun built into it, both in fact, um, <laughs> which is actually kind of a cool idea for a weapon that that should be in an anime series. I feel. Cane shotgun. I like how like I like how we're like hinging this on the most half logic ever. Like we'll go like no 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 this is reasonable, but then, then like this is too far. Like I I like our logic like this 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 razor thin line. We're oh yeah, so I, I feel it's part. <laughs> and, and I mean, you know, I, I I'm I'm thinking definitely she she has the defensive edge with that with that umbrella. And I also like how while we're out of character in the story, I I like how we've arbitrarily chosen who we're gonna support because one of us cho- started talking about the other one first. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I think I, mean, I think like, that's. W- would you have to? Would you have to choose uh, Willy Wonka as as, as your that you were gonna bet on? I really kind of think I would. I mean, Strictly I would love because... to see this. Actually, I you know, in fact, I think someone should, someone else, industrious person out there should uh should do this this fight scene. Though sadly, the only person I can think of that would do it is, has also lo- you know left us this this month. Um, I've been having a bad month for heroes, haven't I? Yeah, it's been it's been a rough it's been a rough it's been a rough run lately yeah. actually for both of us. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, and you know, I guess not not too long ago you had the uh, Wayne Static, huh? God, that was a hard one for yeah. me. Yeah. I know. Well, fuck, fuck us. Literally, somebody, please. <laughs> Denise, he's he's listening. He's right here. 
Are you aware of my need for fuck- fuckology? It's almost time for the Pong Far. <laughs> once, uh. Oh, hell, I've, sometimes I feel like a Vulcan, you know. I get it about once every seven years, am I right? <laughs> so, so I thought you were going a whole other, like, sometimes I feel like a Vulcan. Sometimes you don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, thought going, like, I thought you were going mounds there. <laughs> oh. No, that's, uh... uh <laughs> now if I was bisexual, maybe. <laughs> Mounds, the perfect, the perfect candy bar for threesomes. <laughs> now, now I, I believe you know the the strictly you know, uh, gays enjoy almond joys. Uh. You homophobic bastard. Yeah. See, I I guess I, I guess, guess almond joys yeah, for, for 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 gays and and, and mounds are for for lesbians maybe. I don't know. Well then, what, like, what candy do straight what, people have? <laughs> well, what what what? Obviously is, not I mean, three musketeers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what is Snickers though? Cause like Snickers, I mean, they're packed with peanut, like packed with nuts. They're so they're so satisfying. I mean, maybe just anybody that wants to be filled with nuts is like who they cater to. Like cock hungry people, nut hungry people is who Snickers cater for. Enjoy that sound clip later. I'm sure that's coming up. <laughs> nut hungry, <laughs> nut hungry people. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, I mean, we as we all know, um, uh, Reese's are the candy for for you know for unfortunate coincidences, um, and catastrophic events. Oh, um, which since we're raising other ridiculous scenarios, so fuck it, and like not answering each other's questions at all. <laughs> yes. What What is the more annoying thing? The little brown piece that's on the out, the little cupcakey thing that's on the outside of a Reese's, or the little plat or the little cardboardy wrapping that's o- that's on the back of a Twinkie wrapper. Go. Um, man, I I don't really find it that hard to get into either of these two, but um, I I guess perhaps perhaps the Twinkie one. I think because if because if nothing else, you could always shatter the 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 Reese and uh you, you could you know you, you have I guess though the other chances of some guy coming and taking your 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 Reese's because it is a possessive ass. So, which I guess on that on that regard, you know, if you're out there, if you want, if you want to have a kid that can get free candy for life, name him Reese. Good point. Um, I'm looking at all of you out there, mothers who aren't aborting things. <laughs> well, I mean, isn't that the only candy name that like really fits with it? Was fits with one? Uh, I mean, it's it's not like you could name it's not like you could name your kid hundred grand. You could. Um, he would have. Some great pickup lines in the bar. I guess that's a good point too. Um, I mean, and you know, if, if you're <laughs> if you're somebody from the '60s who really enjoyed this the the song stylings of Litter Nimoy, I think Starburst is an appropriate name. Actually, you could name your kids Werther. That would be <laughs> kind of funny to name your kid Werther. Like, like, and that's a guy that would have plenty of pickup lines. You know, I yes. I'm Werther's. I'm the. <laughs> Please. Okay, so I'm the lady in the bar. You try to pick me up with with candy names now. Hey, baby. I noticed. I noticed you didn't weren't here with anyone. My name. My Why name's not Werther. Not? <laughs> my name's Werther. I'm the original thing you want to put in your mouth that'll keep that'll keep a rich, warm flavor all night long. Bouncer, help! <laughs> I'm that I'm that old timey caramel that is downright comforting. When you've had a wrong, when you've had a rough day, please. You would have to be a mixed race person to be named Werther's, right? 
<laughs> oh, do I need to pick up a guy with Werther's? Like, I can. Oh, no, I meant, like, because well, you're, you're caramel, so, right? You'd have to be, like, what, ha half black, half white or something? In order to be named Werther's? Hey, you can have a rich, caramelly flavor and not have to be a color. I, well, I was, you're, you're right there in the mix of colors. You're, you're a lot like the Spock, but of candy people. Other day, like, there's also sugar. There's also sugar daddy. You could you could name your kid sugar daddy, or just hope uh, in, in the hopes that they will become one. Uh, Jolly Rancher. That just sounds like something a hippie person would name their kids. Um. Yeah. <laughs> milk. Milk duds. <laughs> blow pops. You name your kid blow pops. <laughs> um. Um. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm, I think. Oh, Cadbury! You can name your kid Cadbury, which I know you're excited. as Cadbury eggs are going to be in season soon? Oh, you know, that, that's how I went. My life went to, you know, my life and my you know, my belt went to shit when I realized, you know, as an adult, you can just buy Cadbury eggs year round if you know where to look. Like, I don't know if you're aware of this, Cody, but Cadbury eggs just exist in the wild all the time. They're just, you know, they just they just come out, you know, of, of their of their forests uh, around Easter time. Oh God! It's, I, I literally they're laid by they're laid by the Easter Bunny apparently. Yeah, I, I like that's a box. Of, that's a bag filled with Cadbury eggs. <laughs> it's a box of Cadbury eggs. Did you drop it out of your driver's seat? And it just flew, flew all over the floor, raising further questions. <laughs> it did a little bit actually. I forgot I had an open one in there. Eggs went everywhere. <laughs> oh God, they're everywhere. <laughs> I mean. Well, let's put it this way. I guess. Well, since there's five in a box, I have uh, 25 eggs in this bag, I, and I yes, I have put them all in one basket. <laughs> Did you count them before they hatched? I just counted them, didn't I? <laughs> you know, I keep seeing on on the infomercials late at night. Whenever I'm up late at night nowadays, um, this device that's supposed to like peel hard-boiled eggs for you. I've I've always been wondering if those will work on Cadbury eggs. Cause see now, if we're talking about annoying candy wrappers, you know, I don't know, thirty minutes ago, the Cadbury egg has one of the most annoying candy wrappers. Cause it is definitely a hassle to get into them sometimes, especially if they get a little sticky sometimes, and or you know, and you have to like kind of peel them off, and it gets all and the, the things all stuck. I guess really the way to put it is it's like trying to get get into a hard hard boiled egg, but tastier. So so you so you think that. Cut, cutting it with a hard-boiled egg peeler would, would make things simpler? I would like to try it, yes. <laughs> and I think it would be really funny if it did work. <laughs> there has to be a better way, Cody! That's why I like them frozen so much, because that doesn't stick to them at all. Well, but, you know, sometimes when you just get them, they've already got sticky. Sometimes your eggs just come to you sticky. <laughs> you know, hey baby, my name's Cadbury. My eggs never come to you sticky. They only, they only, you only get that creamy goo in your mouth whenever you're ready. They're right here waiting. No, didn't do anything for me. Didn't do anything for you, but I, know, I don't know how many panties I just heard drop and how many boners I heard make that boner noise. You know, bow, meow, meow, and uh, <laughs> the great Indian boners. <laughs> Well, I was trying to do like the boners. Oh, yes, right the boners noise. of the Southwest. 1734, <laughs> the great boner Indians roamed the plains, hunting and using every part of the boner. <laughs> no part of the boner went to waste with them. They would sit around and smoke on their boner pipes. <laughs> Shoot their boners and arrows at, at passing white men. Ah! Oh god! <laughs> oh my lord! Yeah, that, you win. I can't even. You you win. <laughs>
here with great names like Man Who Sits With Erection, you know. <laughs> John Who Is Fingering. <laughs> Chief Tinnitch. Yeah. Though, I guess they wouldn't be inches because they're Indians. And what, 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 what do Indians use to measure things? Well, obviously the boners, boner Indians would use boners to measure things, right? Oh, yes, Chief, ch- chief Two Boners. His boner is the size of two regular <laughs> boners. <laughs> Oh my god. Which it sounds like the Boater Indians also are a lot like, you know, bachelorette parties as well. Um, in fact, I believe that's where the, the tradition of bachelorette parties came from, was from, from viewing the, the everyday practices of the Boner Indians, where, you know, they, they suck on, you know, boater-shaped lollipops, put, put boner crowns on their, on their heads. You know, the usual. <laughs> I've got so few reservations about the great boner Indians. It's just, it's too funny to me. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, God, that was so funny. Boner Indians, yes. Just, I, I just don't know how to even... <laughs> Are you telling me I took, I took a big gamble with that one? Oh, man. God damn, man, that was fucking great. I enjoyed that. <laughs> Was it was it culturally insensitive? Well, I mean, it's more shenanigans. If we're not insensitive to some culture, then what what do we do? Um, um, I I don't know. What 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 do we do? Well, we can we can insult an entire gender instead. Uh. I, I mean, it's not like we've got it's not like we've got any of those dirty Armenians listening to our show. <laughs> you just like go after an entire group of group of people. <laughs> no, no, you know what actually be really funny? So, so you're like sitting there talking to somebody, I don't know, somebody you work with, like, you know, Joe that sits two desks over or whatever. And then like, just to be, just to be an asshole, like, you're like, oh, hey, Joe, man, did you, did you hear what Patricia said? It's like, no, what Patricia say? Oh, she's, she said that, she said that you're, a, you know, you're a dirty beaner and that you, your mom's a fucking whore. <laughs> like, you just go fucking nuts with it. <laughs> like some outlandish bullshit that there's like no, like, the audacity to say it, and there's no truth in it whatsoever, and they know that part, like, like, huh, it's really interesting, because Patricia's my wife, but, like, you just, like, no mercy, go for it. I, I don't know what the payoff there is, really. Um, it's like, it's like, hey, hey, she said you're a boater Indian? Like, what? <laughs> uh, I don't know, I just thought it's funny. They, they perform some sort of counting coup, but with their penises? Counting cum? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we made this far into the episode, and you still haven't asked me if anything wonderful and or exciting happened today. Well, you never answer me. You just go on some. I always tangent. answer you. I just never ask you back. <laughs> Brewer, did anything wonderful and or exciting happen to you? Why? It's about to happen to me right now when I open up my Jones soda. <laughs> oh, you dick. <laughs> And, and this is and this is a, a month of opportunities, but I must stay alert. Oh, hey Cody, it's a month of opportunities for us, but we have to stay alert this this shenanigan month. This this do, do we have anything really good coming up? Well, I guess we already have had some some good content coming up this month, right? Yeah, I mean, I think we've got all kinds of wonderful things coming up. Uh. Um, well, other than that, um, in, in wonderful and exciting, we also know what month this is, right, Cody? C- can you tell me what month this is that we're currently in? Why, isn't it like Marvelous Mustache March? Why, yes, it's Ridiculous Mustache March, in fact. Because <laughs> I, I, I seriously doubt there's anything going to be marvelous about it. But, yes, yeah, so 
if you haven't, which I really should have brought this up, you know, sometime mid mid February, so those of us that are facially hair challenged out there could get a good starting run on it. But I encourage everybody to not shave their mustache in March, but shave everything else off. So you just have a mustache. Beards don't count, because that's for other times of the year. So all of you out there, grow a mustache, wear it proudly, but but not ironically like a hipster. Believe See in your mustache, and your mustache will believe in you. <laughs> hey, you down there. Are you are you looking for a marvelous mustache to grow, a ridiculous mustache to grow? But you need a, you need a way to get rid of the other the other hair around your face, and you you've gone to your local shop marts and realized well. I just don't want to wait for the clerk to come around and release the razors. I want something better, faster, cheaper. Well, with DollarShaveClub.com, the official sponsors of Board Shenanigans and Ridiculous Mustache March, you can have these kinds of things. That's right. DollarShaveClub.com, there to help you have the most ridiculous mustache style directly to you. No, all the ladies will see it and be like, my, 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 that's a marvelous mustache you have. Let me put myself closer to yourself, and then we can shave sometime. What? Indeed, it's a sexy... <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I don't know how innuendos work on this episode. <laughs> worst, like, worst, worst pickup line ever. Oh, God. Let me put myself next to yours. <laughs> and we can shave sometime. <laughs> Oh, I made myself laugh with that one because I don't know what I would do if a woman came up to me and said that. So it was a lady that was so, so it was a lady with a mustache came up to you and said. I assume you were walking up to a lady doing this. <laughs> I don't know what's funnier. Uh, DollarShaveClub.com. They're there to help you with your mustache. Also, so we're careful. doing spots. Are we? <laughs> uh, we are. Uh, BanksBullets.com, the number one choice for the competitive shooter in your life. That's right, BanksBullets.com. They've got they've got everything you need and more. Plus, if you don't see it listed on their website, but you need you need shooting supplies, shoot him an email and he'll track it down for you. He's like a bloodhound when it com- when it comes to shooting supplies. He'll find it at a better lower prices than your competitors. Yes, you know, and if a lady comes up to you, <laughs> it's like let, let me put myself closer to yourself and let's order some bullets. <laughs> or another thing ladies might come up to you and be like, well, I don't know that much about the law, so let me put myself next to, next to yourself and let's look at, look at things at LegalZoom.com. It'll be oh, a, I think it's all the spots s- they need. <laughs> with, with a pickup line like that. I mean, who doggy? I feel I know everything about them I need to know. Uh, would any other ladies like to put themselves next to you, but you couldn't remember the content? Carbonite.com, they're, they're there to help you, help you preserve your online content. Uh, digital preserve, database that, Preserve oh. pictures of, of ladies that, that you wished would have put themselves next to yourself, and, and gotten, you know, frozen in, in Java the Hutt's lair, but they didn't get close to you because they didn't like you that much. In fact, I don't that's like a, you either. That's right, with, with Carbonite, they'll help you in all those areas. All of them. Your up areas, your down areas, your, your inner areas. I mean, all you got to do is get a, get, get a lady next to you and she'll participate, put herself next to yourself, and she'll participate in all these activities. Exactly, yes. Just remember to tell her that she's got a shape of a shape that a girl should have. Oh, in, indeed. Well, 
speaking of Cody's bad innuendos, I've got other innuendos that I guess I'll let you people out there determine the badness or goodness of their nature. Um, before I go on, I will recall you to, um, an episode long, long ago that was... Hopefully inserted here. Um, <laughs> in which we discovered that, that nothing is slang for vagina in Shakespearean writing. Now, I don't mean there are no slang terms for vagina, or, or what have you, in Shakespearean writing. I mean that literally the word nothing is it. So as, as in, you know, his much to do about nothing, um, I, I guess he's very confused what people are, are interested in vaginas for by that title. Well, I'm bringing you even older slang for, well, not vaginas, um, but testicles, or scrotums, if you were. Um, apparently, in the Bible, when they refer to their thighs, they're talking about their nutsacks. Say what? <laughs> yes, apparently, I have learned this, and you know, it is slightly unflimsy knowledge, but apparently it was common about that era to use the term thighs for, um, for, for, for the junk between your legs. Particularly when you see sentences like, um... Abraham makes his servant put his hands under his thighs while swearing an oath to God, uh, which even if it's not, you know, slang, it's still kind of weird, but uh, that's a common thing is apparently putting your hand under someone's thigh. Now, let's think about what that means. Like, okay, putting your hand under someone's thigh, that's just going to make your hand fall asleep, right? But, you know, if you right. really wanted to, like, if you really wanted to, you know, prove that you're, you're swearing to them, like, that you're like, hey, man, you can trust me with this. I mean, wouldn't the most optimal way to prove your trust to somebody would be to have them cup your balls? I mean, and that's, and then not smush them in their hands? That's that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, how would you argue with that? Yeah, so, apparently, uh, yeah, put, putting your hands under under their thighs was a, was a polite way of saying holding testicles in your hand. I'm gonna. Can we please like hear another example of this? Like, uh, yes, just, we can. There's there's, there's a, a a few of them out there. Um, okay, let me. Um, which while I'm hunting those down, it mentions in Revelation that apparently Jesus has a tattoo. Um, it says King of Kings, Lord of Lords on his thighs. So apparently Jesus has a tattoo of what he is on his own junk. So that'd be kind of like you putting like you know electrician and podcaster on your on your on your nutsack. I think. Kind of like putting it. What do you mean? It's already there. It's in Old English. Like, it, it has a little arch to it. I mean, whenever I pull it out, like the bat wing, you can really look at it. Like, what? How do you, how do you... You, know, you know, whenever you pull your nutsack out and it's like all veiny, like a bat wing? We've all done this. Oh, no. Don't, in my mind, don't... I was. I, I heard like batarang. <laughs> like, what, is, what does Batman have to do with nuts? What doesn't Batman have to do with nuts? I mean, you're telling me that whenever Batman walks into a room, like, all yes. nuts don't get ready for action? I, I, I guess, yeah. So the continuing joke of this episode is going to be, Cody can't make a sexual innuendo to save his life. Enjoy that as, as the train wreck continues. <laughs> maybe he explains his, uh, <coughs> maybe the tattoo explains his, his gravelly voice somehow. Oh, there you go. You think Jesus has a gravelly voice? Um, I, well, I mean, if he's if he's the kind of guy that has tattoos on his nuts, um, it's the kind of guy I, I don't want to fuck with in any sense of the the term. I feel. <laughs> I mean, isn't that a sign of badassery? Like, oh yeah, I'm so tough. I got a tattoo on my nuts. <laughs> fuck that Prince Albert bullshit. This was way worse. 
Imagine, imagine being that like Bethlehem tattoo artist though. Like that, like you're just sitting there. Well, oh, especially your, imagine your, back then when it's an electric gun. It's like a hammer and a needle. Yeah, yeah. You're like having to do it the hard way, and like so you're in there, and like you know some fr- some frat boy, like you're just finishing up, like you've had these asshole drunk frat boys drunk on wine, like in there, and like you're having to do your hammer and like give them a stupid ass ar- tribal armband because I think that's existed since time began. Oh yeah. That's Stupid ass thing. Well, back so then it was actually doing... a tribe <laughs> symbol, I think. Right? Yeah. So you're in. The, so you're in there doing that, and then this dude walks in, and you're and you're like, you know, it's been a slow day, and you work on commission. It's just like you're like, oh, whatever. And like, so the guy walks in, and he's like, okay, I want King of King and Lord of Lords on my thighs. And you look at him, and you're like, man, I don't want to do that. And then he throws down a big old wad of cash, and he's like do it and you're like oh fuck it fine i need the commission like you just you just put a down payment on that new cart with you know your you you think that you think that your your at your ass's like leg might be might be broken so you're gonna have to take it to the vet so you do it and then of course of course he flops his shit out and the first thing it is is like you get a whiff of that because they walk everywhere and you're like god damn man like you can't even you can't even fucking like wipe off before I gotta smell this vinegary bullshit. Like, I feel I feel really bad for this guy. He had to sit there for hours while that guy sat there. And I'm assuming that, G- like, you know, Jesus sat there, like, you know, nuts ablaze and brought, like, his disciples in there, and they just sat there and sold outlandish stories. The entire time, this guy's sitting there, like, hammer point, you know, hammer poke, hammer poke, hammer poke, while he's, like, sitting there with, you know, tattooing this ridiculous thing on his nuts. I feel for him. Poor guy. Like, Jesus is an ass. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, don't forget to also, you know, in, in Revelation, his his eyes are on fire. Uh, he's wearing three three separate crowns on top of each other on his head. Um, <laughs> he's dressed in robes, dripping in blood, and there's a sword coming out of his mouth. So, so Jesus was like the original bro at the party. That's like, yo, look at me. Is that going to either that or like you know, he was every carnival act in in one. <laughs> <laughs> Come one, come all, step up and see the sword-swallowing, crown-balancing, tattooed, tattooed nut savior. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> watch, watch his magic tricks as he puts things through the holes in his hands. <laughs> Yet the, the, the scarves just keep coming out of them, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Who knew you could have so many scarves in here? <laughs> Would you like to see me turn water into wine? What about multiply bread into fish? Here we go. There, everybody. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> it's really funny, like, thinking of Jesus just being this, like, total fucking prick. Like, he was like, they, like, they, they really wanted to save face when they wrote the Bible, so they just, like, like illustrated oh, we're going to cut out the nut, the nut tattoo and the... <laughs> it wasn't his thigh, yeah. That's... Which, you know... I think it's actually more douchebaggy having it actually on your thigh than um than than on your nuts. <laughs> I just well yeah, it's like it's so funny because you know it'd be the guy that sat there with his sat there with his legs open so you could see it. Like, no, I mean I I know it's almost like the you know it's like you know someone so if you're at a party right and some guy comes up to you and says hey guess what I got tattooed on my nutsack I mean do you don't you kind of want to see it I mean is his name Worthers or Cadbury <laughs> Sure, why not. Where does Cadbury? As he walks up with the most successful pickup line of all time. You want to see what I got tattooed on my nutsack? 
Really, at that point, you don't even have to care what it, what it is tattooed on there, right? She's like, no way. You don't got anything tattooed on your nutsack. I mean, what does that do for you out there, ladies? Does that is that something that you see? Like, if you see a man and like, or men out there, really anybody, like you're getting intimate, you're getting intimate at, at the time, and you you get you get down round the nether region, and you see a big old emblazoned nutsack with some with some big design on it. Hell, it says King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Just turn on or turn off. You're like, man, this guy's tough. He can take a lot of a lot of nut punching action. <laughs> or you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Or, or does it raise further questions like, now, is the king of kings the penis, or is the lord of lords the penis? Or is well, he the king of the penis and the lord of the lord of himself? Well, I assumed it was like one on one nut and one on the other nut. So it was like the king of kings, lord of lords, was on like one on one nut, one on, one on the other nut. Oh, see, I was thinking it so would be like, like the, so... And then like the E and the A would be all sucking on him. Oh, see, like, I, what I was picturing was I was picturing it like went back into the Grundle region just so like there was plenty of room for it. <laughs> no, see, I was picturing it right plastered right on front where you could, uh... Where, where it was, where it was all, for all to see. <laughs> oh, see, I figured it'd be like one of those where, like, you know, he has to like stand, like st- stand a certain way, like kind of with his at, like with his legs up, so you can see the whole thing. <laughs> He's like, well, I gotta. Where he has to like shake it around for you to see it all. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> like, plus, if I do this, you can see the hula girl do her thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, do my pubes look like a cross to you? Oh, sweet Jesus' tattooed testicles. Oh. I know, if only we knew this back then. In the t- <laughs> Obviously, oh. he wouldn't have a cunt then, right? Come on. I just I just think that might be my new favorite one instead of, like, Jesus tap dancing Christ or Jesus ice skating Christ. I think Jesus' is tattooed think scrotum? Tattooed test- Jesus' is tattooed scrotum. Like, what, what in, what in Jesus' ink taint is going on around here? Oh. <laughs> well, that's going on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel that that's my obligation. <laughs> oh. Well, we got great gems like um um at the time drew near drew, drew nigh that Israel must die and he called his son Joseph and and said unto him if now I have found grace in thy sight put put I pray thee thy hand under my thigh and and deal kindly and truly with me bury me not I pray thee in, in Egypt so please grab my nuts and don't bury me here you think it was like a test testicular like cancer check like it was like a like a culture thing, like, oh, hey, like, like maybe instead like, like of, like, you know... how the actors are all doing, like, the prostate exam commercials now? Well, what I was th- what I was thinking was, like, you know, like, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't see you very often since you live in a totally different city, but, like, so instead of, like, seeing you and giving you, like, the real quick, like, hug thing we always do, like, instead of, like, you think maybe back in that era it was, like, you know, oh, hey, you're my friend, and, like, you newts one another, and, like, you, you, call, you call it checking for... You know, checking their process. Like, oh, no, like, thanks, oh, I'm okay. swearing thanks. to you with, with oh, your nuts. Th- thanks, thanks, friend. Oh, no, no problem at all. The pleasure was all mine. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. I think it's something like that. Maybe. Who knows? Um. <laughs> what? Oh, what did I just find? I don't know. I don't know, but I, I might really need to read Le- Leviticus 15 at some point in time. Because apparently it, it's subheaded with things like law law about infected penises. Uh, what to do <laughs> Uh, um, what to do when a man ejaculates? Don't have sex with a menstruating woman. Yeah, I know I've heard that. Like that's supposed to be like. It's apparently like an entire passage on like how to have sex in the Bible, huh? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, gotta pen- do it in missionary position. Come on, man. Oh, the penis goes in the vagina. 
pretty much. Uh, huh. Oh my well, there you go. That's apparently that article didn't know about. Now, so what I've been doing is I'm having a really hard time coming up for another with another slang term for um <laughs> for tattoos because. I've put every variation I could think of of Jesus's tattooed Tate on the fucking Twitter. Is that what you've been doing? Well, I'm, I'm glad you're amusing yourself over there. Because <laughs> I'm really, I'm really, really enjoying this. Jesus's tattooed Tate. Oh, Jehovah's, tra- Jehovah's Tramp Stamp Grundle is my personal favorite. Uh, yeah, though it sounds like some sort of old Saxon tale more than it does a biblical term. <laughs> oh. Um, I just can't find another, like, ah, uh, fuck it. Um. Just look at these slang terms for tattooed. Uh, no. No, there's not. Um. Ah, fuck it. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give up. I don't, I don't, I don't want this to become redundant. Oh, no, Cody, come on. Boy, shenanigans is nothing, um, but, but never redundant. What? That's not how you say this uh, sentence. That's okay. Cody's messed up enough in this episode. It's, it's spreading. <laughs> like, the madness is spreading. It is. I was like, you fucked up so many times that now it's... Now I'm fucking up. You're living up to the insult that I gave you in the beginning of this, I feel. Eh, eh, what are you gonna do? I may insult him every week, but at least there's one compliment. He's always consistent. See, while he has to make up insults at the beginning of mine, mine are all based in truth. That's why they're always superior. Because... Right? Come on. I wasn't going to argue. I just felt... I, I, I know what it is, like all the listeners know, that I'm obviously the superior talent, but I let you berate me to make yourself feel better because I, it's the key part of You're my You're the friendship. superior talent with, with with great gems, like, putting yourself, let me put myself <laughs> next to yourself. <laughs> okay. So I see the evidence we're working with here, perhaps... <laughs> I like how I try it, like, even... Fuck it. Who cares? I give up. I'm just gonna try to turn and pander to the audience and hope they're like, Hey, he's right. <laughs> hey, I take sympathy with his plight. Yeah, totally. That's what happened. He He's obviously the Spock of this podcast. Trapped between two worlds. Made fun of constantly by a, a curmudgeonly old man. <laughs> that is always telling us what he is and isn't. <laughs> What is your favorite McCoy? Damn it, I'm a whatever. Like, what is your favorite? I'm a doctor, not an escalator. Probably the first one that comes to my mind. Oh, see, I like I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I think that's my favorite. Um, I know there's a big video where we can watch them all linked together. Um, oh, other thing. Um, what do you think of Windows 8? <laughs> I don't like it at all. <laughs> um... Oh, I just thought you were about to go off half cock. Like, I just thought I was expe- fully expecting a big old rant. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I, I could if I have to. Um, oh, whatever you want to do. I just thought it'd be really funny if I ask it like that. Like, I hear, here, let me do it again. Hey, man, I know you got your new computer and shit. Like, uh, how's Windows 8 treating you? Well, I didn't put it on there, so I, I oh, got my computer, which actually without an operating system at all. So, well, that did, that lead in didn't work at all. It didn't know. Hey man, I hear I hear that I hear that they ha- they installed a new operating system at work and it's Windows 8. How is that treating you? I don't like it at all. And I guess if we're doing this, I, I what I particularly don't like about it is is well everything I don't like about it is the same things I have gripes about Max. It just seems to do things that it decides that it wants you to do. Like, oh yeah, what you know, you obviously want to set up a password on this computer. I'm just gonna set one up for you. And and have you guess what uh 
what what your own password is. Oh yeah, that's great. That that's great. Fuck you, Windows 8. Fuck you. It it makes me seriously consider Linux. That's all I have to say. So I guess if you're out there listening, tell me what the best Linux uh, distribution I should use is, and um, how easy is it to use, which one's going to have the best compatibility with Windows programs, and I'm not going to hate it. Let me know that, because fuck it, and it's fucking it in all its fucking holes, which it's filled with! <laughs> I can't stand it either on Madison's computer, so I, I, I sympathize with your plight. Oh, apparently, you know, their grand scheme of, hey, look... This is going to be like, oh, it's going to be the great panacea operating system. Like, it's going to be like, we're going to put the same one on everything. Um, but, but no, no, you know, even, even they realize that was a stupid idea and they're going to give anyone that has Windows 8, they're giving away Windows 10 for free to, which while I'm at it is also not the 10th version of Windows. It's still on the sixes, I believe, when it's going to come out. Which, by the way, why don't, like, I, Kickstarters are all the rage, and I'm all for crowdfunding. We've talked about this on this show before. Why don't, why doesn't somebody start the fucking Kickstarter or crowdfunding or GoFundMe of, we want XP back, we want good XP. Why can't we have the next service update to XP? Somebody needs to just do that. Look, Microsoft, here's all this money, just let's go back to that. You know, yeah, like some sort of one that's, you know, meant for people to understand what a computer is, and, and not like, you know, like, what do I do with this thing? I don't know! Hit it with your club! That'll make things... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely... It's got this giant, it's got all these giant tiles that you apparently poke. Uh, let's do that. Yeah, I don't know, which, you know, there is, um, which I don't know their current status. For a while, there was, uh, React OS, which was where some people were just trying to build an open source version of XP that I'm sure is in, it's in kind of a beta stage right now still. And it's like, yeah, you know, you can use it if you want to try, but, you know, that's still just, you know, it's taking forever to do. And, you know, I don't think it's going to have 64 bit support or support, you know, like DirectX, you know, 12 or anything like that. And so it's still not the answer either. And I don't know. So, yeah. Somebody needs to do something, by God. That's all I know what it is. I just don't know how. Indeed. What are we at on time? I don't know. Well, we're pretty much there. Are we there? Are we pretty much there? Yeah, we are. Uh, you want to wrap, or do you want anything else you want to throw in? Um, we actually went through the list, which kind of weirded me out. That doesn't happen very often anymore. It, it doesn't, no. That must be this is a bad episode. <laughs> oh, God! We followed a formula! What do we do? I don't ah! know! Panic run! No! Get it away! Get it away! Yeah. Uh, all to make sure to make sure that I title this one as being a bad episode then, because obviously we sucked. That's all I know. Well, Brewer, looks like spaceships coming and in, coming into into dock. The Starfleet's radioing us for a call signal to verify. Uh, do you have any? Do you have any good words? Wait, we've to, been decommissioned. Is that what you're telling me? That we have. Uh, Scotty's about to beam us up. Yeah. So, uh, do you have any good words? To oh, leave he's gone for... too. There's not many of them left. <laughs> it's getting pretty. It's getting pretty bad, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, uh, so any good words to leave our illustrious listening audience with? Um, the Bible speaks a lot about loss, and to that effect, I would like to share you a little something that might help you through this troubled time as the passing of the great Leonard Nimoy. Remember that he is now and forever beyond the rim of starlight, wandering in star flight. And no, his journey ends never. His Star Trek will go on forever. But I tell you of him, while he wanders his starry sea, remember. Remember. Amen. Need more shenanigans in your day? Find them at bspodcast.us. 
twitter.com slash board shenanigan, our iTunes feed, or at facebook.com slash board shenanigans. Really just ar- aristocratic problems. It hasn't happened. So, Brewer, Aristocratic problems? Like... Like, what kind of aristocratic problems? Like, like you were there with a family, and there was a dog, and you had to do unspeakable acts to each other? Well, let's try it as if I... If that kind of monarchy problems, I don't know. I was just curious. <laughs> don't question me. Even though, like, that's all I've done is raise further questions for you to question me about. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I question why I even let you talk at all, Cody. Yeah, I know. <laughs>